0: the sun has left and forgotten me it's dark i cannot your stories don't define you but how you tell them will hi i'm sarah elkins your host and chief story maker at elkins consulting whether you're sharing business stories or personal stories how you share them makes a difference in how you're being perceived by the people around you and has a huge impact on your internal messages Today's episode is about some recent experiences that I've had that have been pretty enlightening for me. It's called Three Strategies to Reduce Anchored in Time First Impressions. I've been enjoying a show called The Unforgotten. The remains of a person are found decades after a crime is committed, and the detective and her team pick up the cold case and solve it, bringing justice to the deceased and their family. It's a great show. Plenty of twists and turns, somewhat unpredictable. The characters are really well-developed, with their humanity on full display. The acting is fantastic. And yet, I found myself feeling uncomfortable as we finished the first season. It was satisfying in some ways, but the show brought up something that's been bothering me for years. The way we anchor people in time. It was the end of the season when they made the arrests, and the people being held accountable for the crime they committed decades before were in many ways very different from the people they were when they committed it. You could see elements of their much younger selves in their current characters, but here's what really got me. All the good they did before and after their crime, in some cases motivated by their guilt, was completely erased. The decorated police officer who, over the last 15 years, made a number of important arrests and mentored countless women moving through the ranks. The father of three who worked tirelessly to provide a safe and inspiring environment for children with disabilities. The man who became a pastor at a church and created long-lasting programs to serve the homeless of his community. Their spouses, families, and friends are shocked, of course, and they say things like, my whole life with you is a lie, and I don't even know who you are. I desperately wanted to ask their families and friends, did you feel loved and cared for all those years you were together? Are you going to ignore all of what you know to be true about this person because of something they did over 20 years ago? I want to shake them. Now, granted, these are exceptional situations. This is murder, and being held accountable may bring some comfort to the families of the victims, and maybe some form of closure to the guilty. But to label them and keep them frozen in time, I don't know. I'm not okay with that. We do this to people every day for far less serious crimes. My friend's feelings were hurt when she approached a musician to tell her how wonderful she thought she was. And the musician, not paying attention and a little distracted from the performance, had an unwelcoming expression on her face. My friend perceived a slight in that moment, and her feelings were really hurt. And the next time she saw mention of that musician on Facebook, she told the story of her experience in the comments. She labeled that musician as unfriendly and rude, publicly, based on one interaction. Labels are a form of judgment, and no one likes to be judged, especially from someone else's limited information about us. I've been on the other side of this scenario, an oblivious moment in time, and I was publicly labeled. That label will be sticky for some who experience it. All the good I've done before and all the good I do after is meaningless to those who believe that label without even knowing me because of one moment in time. Ouch. The experience has me digging into the times I've labeled people after an interaction. And I'm working on some strategies to avoid doing it while still being discerning about people when necessary. So here are my three strategies that I'm working on. First, look for patterns. Before I decide or judge someone to be untrustworthy or any other negative label, I'll review what I know about the person. Have I experienced or witnessed this kind of behavior before and ignored red flags? Or is this behavior an anomaly for the person? Second strategy is to consider their response. If something happened between us and I had an opportunity to discuss it with the person, what was their response like? Did they gaslight me, telling me I'm wrong to have the feelings I have, somehow invalidating my experience? Or was their response reasonable? How did they respond? Was it an apology or defensiveness? And the third strategy is just to let it go. Do I really need to label somebody after one interaction? Is it my job to share that label and experience with other people? Is the person dangerous? Or does their behavior pose a threat of any kind to others? If not, Let it go. Years ago, I went to see a nationally known band at a local venue. It was a Thursday night, and the place was packed. Our little town really showed up for the artist. There was so much excitement to get this well-known musician here. During a break, I went to the bar, and I stood next to the lead singer. With enthusiasm, I said, This is great! Thanks for coming to our little town! And he said something like, yeah, obviously not much to do around here if this is so much excitement on a Thursday night. I walked away with my drink, trying to decide if he was intentionally being insulting. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. And at the beginning of his next set, he said something that couldn't be misunderstood. It was along the similar lines of our little town not having much to do. I walked out. I didn't even stay for the rest of the show. And every time I heard his name, until very recently, my hackles would go up. I'd refuse to go see him perform. And sometimes I'd even share the story of my experience from him from years ago. Now I'm feeling really sheepish. I'm feeling judgy and unenlightened for my years-long reaction to that one moment in time. Maybe I understood him or maybe I didn't. It's possible he didn't mean to be insulting. Maybe he was having a hard week on the road and was just a little grumpy. I have no idea, and it really doesn't matter. What I do know is that it breaks my heart to be judged like that. So why would I do it to someone else? In this case, my strategy to let it go is absolutely the right one. I love these epiphanies, even when I look back at myself and cringe. These self-reflective moments bring me comfort, knowing I'm paying attention, that I'm growing, and I'm changing behaviors that no longer serve me or others well. The damaging behavior from my past, even if it was just yesterday, is just that. It's in the past. And as Maya Angelou so wisely said, do your best until you know better. Then, do better. Listeners, now it's your turn. Do you have cringy moments to look back on? Times that, when you consider it now, you realize weren't so great? When have you been labeled and judged unfairly? Are there stories about people in your past that maybe it's time to reconsider before sharing them again? I hope that something is changing for you as you listen to this, because the stories you share about other people say a lot about who you are. Thanks for listening. Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile if you just smile.